Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another great episode of the Perkevos podcast with Rabbi Shlomo Kohn, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out and say hello, please feel free to send me an email at rabbishlomokonwithak at gmail.com. Additionally, if you like this podcast, you might also want to try out my podcast on the Parsha of the Week. It's short. It's to the point. It's practical. It's called the Practical Parsha Podcast. Pun intended. And I hope you give it a try, give it a listen, and tell me what you think. You could search for it by looking for the Practical Parsha podcast or look in the show notes below. For this week, we're continuing with Perek Bays, Mishnah Bays, Chapter 2, Mishnah 2. The Mishnah begins. Rebbe Gamliel Benoi Shal Rabbi Yehuda Anasi Oimer. Rebbe Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, says, Yafe Talmud Torah and Derech Eretz. Torah study is good together with an occupation. That's Derech Eretz is an occupation. Shiagia Shneem Mishkachas Avoin. For exertion of them both makes sin forgotten. When you work, and you learn Torah, it makes sin forgotten. We're going to discuss what that means. All Torah study that is not joined with work will cease in, in the end and lead to sin. Now that's one idea. A second idea. All who exert themselves for the community, you should, should exert themselves for the sake of heaven. For the merit of the community's forefathers aids them. And their righteousness will endure forever. And nevertheless, for you. I, Hashem, who's speaking here, will bestow great reward upon you as if you had accomplished it on your own. We have three ideas in this Mishnah. And um, just to give a little background, Rabbi Gamliel was the son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, and he succeeded his father, and was the last of the Tanoim, the authors of the Mishnah. And he's teaching us three points here. Number one, you need to have Torah study with work. Number two is, if you don't have work with Torah study, it leads into a bad outcome. And number three is, when you work for the community, when you do things for the congregation, for the people, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for your own prestige, your own power. Because if you do, you'll have the backing of the the avleisam, the the I guess the the merit of our forebears helping you along, and God will give you the success you need to accomplish. Now, the first point which I want to focus on 
is this idea of Yafud Tamatir and Derech Heretz. And on a simple understanding, when the Mishnah is telling us that it's good to have work with Torah study, it means that a person has to have an occupation for himself. Because if a person just studies and he doesn't have an occupation, it could, God forbid, lead him to not, you know, finding something not so kosher to support himself. He doesn't have a skill, doesn't have an ability to support his family. So then he might turn to something more shadowy to, to get money for what he needs. He might, God forbid, steal. He might take something that's not his. He might have to resort to tactics and mechanisms which are not good and are not according to, the, to, to halacha and are not proper. So therefore, Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Huda Nasi, is telling us that the right way that a person should, the right path a person should take is Talmud Torah in Derech Eretz, that a person should study Torah and have an occupation. Now, on a, we're going to get into this idea a little bit as we discuss this Mishnah, but another concept is really brought home from this Mishnah. Is that we see this concept that says, that it says it's good to have Talmud Torah with Derech Eretz, work with Torah, because when you when you put your effort at both of them, it forgets sin. And the theme over here of this mission in the beginning is that a person needs to be busy. That normally a person has to learn, have a livelihood. A person has to learn Torah. So when a person is trying to earn a livelihood and also at the same time trying to learn Torah, which is every day, right? You have a set time for Torah study. So then when you do these things together, there's no time to do anything else. You don't get yourself into trouble, right? You know, during the, the summer months, it's always the time of year when certain crime rates are up in the big cities. And the reason for that is because kids are not in school. Since kids are not in school, they don't have to do. They're not busy. So they get into trouble. And, it, you know, any it's not just kids. It's human beings as well. When we have, you know, too much time for ourselves, it's not necessarily a healthy thing because we get ourselves into trouble. And the mission is telling us is that when you put the, the need of earning a livelihood together with the need to study Torah, it comes out that a person's day is going to be fully productive. Whether it's productive at earning a livelihood, whether it's productive at studying Torah, it's complete productivity. And the, the lesson that we can take out from this is that obviously we need to have a livelihood. We need to have a way to support our family. We need to study Torah. But the point is, is that even if we're past that stage or we're not at that stage yet, we have to remember to always be productive, to not just have time to kill. We don't have time. We don't kill time. Jews don't kill time, right? We have to, we're productive with our time. We use it wisely to, it's a present. It's something, it's a gift to use it wisely for something good. Sometimes it's earning a livelihood. Sometimes it's studying Torah. And we shouldn't just look at our time to just blow it. Obviously, we need different, you know, we have uh, moments when we need to have a vacation, we need a break. That's understood. But that's not the majority of our lives. The majority of our lives 
needs to be focused on productivity and accomplishing. And um, just uh, to share a tidbit from from uh, from the conference I was at, the race and conference that I just was part of, Rabbi Tatz, he's a world-renowned speaker, spoke to us, and he was saying that a life that is full of productivity is a life that is full of joy. When we're not, you know, pushing ourselves to produce, we're not going to be happy, right? You know, sometimes we get the picture the other way that we think if we just enjoy, we consume, we're going to be happy. But it's really the other way around. When we push ourselves to produce, to push ourselves, that creates joy. And it's something that we need to remember because the Mishnah is telling us the two examples that really could take off the, the most of a person's time. That there's work and also Torah study. Now, just to focus in on this for a minute, it says, Yafet Talmud Torah im That it's beautiful, it's nice, Torah with the occupation. And just to point out on the lingu- linguistics of the Mishnah, you know, the Mishnah seems to be saying the main dish, the main ingredient is the Talmud Torah, is the study of Torah. Im with a side helping of Derecheretz, occupation. That we see the primary obligation of a person is the study of Torah. And the secondary occupation of a person is finding a livelihood that we have to remember that finding a livelihood is secondary to studying Torah. Many times, you know, it's very easy for a person to get sucked in and think like, I don't have time to learn. I need to earn a living, right? I'm too busy with my career. We have to remember that the blessing that we find in our livelihood comes from the fact that we set aside time for ourselves to study Torah. This is actually one of the messages of the in 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 the tabernacle and in, in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash in the temple, the um, the mun, the mana, was placed inside of the ark. And according to many of the commentary, this symbolizes the mun, which symbolizes parnasa, which symbolizes a person's livelihood, the amount of money a person needs to sustain themselves is placed inside of the altar to signify that it's not you know on us to determine how much we're going to make or not right the altar which represents service of god which represents learning torah was 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 placed it was placed inside the altar next to the luchos to the uh, to the tablets to to really signify this message to us The first is the Torah study, first observance of Torah and mitzvot. And then from that comes the blessing of having a livelihood, of having what we need. And this is an important aspect to remember. That first comes the study of Torah. And after that, number two, comes the earning a livelihood. And the blessings will come from when a person does what he's supposed to do, learns what he's supposed to do, makes that set time, you know, observes the different mitzvos, that from that, they have the blessing that rolls over into their lives um, in regards to finding a parnasa, 
uh, having a livelihood for themselves. Now, one other point which I want to bring out from this idea of the Mishnah is that when the Torah tells us, is when the Mishnah tells us, Talmud Torah that we need to study Torah with having occupation. It's also giving us an important message that when it comes to our business dealings, when it comes to how we, you know, deal with people in business and how we run our, you know, our, our, our lives, you know, our, I guess our mundane lives and how we conduct ourselves in, in the world, we have to do it with the Torah. Meaning there's a whole section of the Code of Jewish Law, which is called Choshen Mishpat, which deals with monetary transactions. That it's not just enough to study the Torah about different concepts, about the, the mitzvos and how to do the mitzvos, but it's also following the mitzvos of practicing business correctly. Taking what the Torah says about being honest and applying it to our business dealings. And that is another idea which is being conveyed in the Mishnah. That it's not just about what's in the synagogue, that I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish in the synagogue and, or, or in the study halls. And when I leave, I do whatever I want. No, it's not like that. We don't believe in, in, in a separation of church and state. We believe that every aspect of our lives, we incorporate the Torah into it. And going along these lines, it's brought down in the Talmud that when a person comes up to heaven, there's different questions that they're going to be asked. And I believe the first question person is asked when they come before the heavenly tribunal is, did you, did you conduct your business honestly? And the second question is, did you set aside time for Torah study? The first question is, were you honest in business? Second question, did you set time for Torah study? And according to some of the commentaries in the Mishnah, they're really interconnected to do questions. Because it's not just enough for us to study Torah and have these concepts. The idea is that we need to take them with us in every aspect of our lives, whether it be business, whether it be going out into the world. And when we do that, that when we do that, we, we, we have both of them together and we take the Torah and, 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 our, and our occupation and we fuse it together, it forgets sin. Meaning to say is we're, we, we are preventing ourselves from sinning. We're living our life in the, in the correct way. And that's another idea which is brought down in the Mishnah. Mishnah continues the second idea that all Torah study that is not joined with work will cease in the end and lead to sin. And according to the basic understanding of the Mishnah, as I mentioned before, is that this is referring to a person who does not have, does not have a life, uh, a, uh, a livelihood. That if a person does not have a livelihood, they'll have to resort to shady tactics to, to earn a parnasa, to earn money for themselves. And that's what the, the Mishnah or Gamliel is warning us about. Make sure you have occupation because if you don't, it'll end up, you'll have to end up to resort to stealing. And on a deeper level, the commentaries explain that then this also could be referring to working hard when it comes to Torah learning. That when a person works hard for something, it, it stays with them. It's part of them. You know, contrast to th that to things that come easy. And it's more, we're more easy, we're more, you know, not so careful to part with it. But when we work for something, it becomes part of us. And it's, I think this is a realization when it comes to our study that sometimes things 
um, come easy and things don't come so easy. And it's many times the, the things that we have to work hard for that we appreciate the most. And especially when it comes to Torah learning and to observances, the mitzvos and the Torah that you learn that's the hardest for you is the most precious. It's the most valuable in God's eyes as well. Because there's a concept, lefum tsara agra, that according to the reward, according to the, to the tsar, the pain is the reward, that God doesn't necessarily reward us on the results. He obviously gives us for the results, but it's also for the effort that we expend in doing what Hashem wants as well. So if we put in more effort, there's more reward for that. And therefore, it's also more precious to us the observances, the mitzvot, and the Torah that we learn, despite hardship which you may have, you know, even if it's hard for us to get out to go, and we still do it anyways, and it's hard for us to to do that mitzvah when we do it anyways, that is precious to God and should be precious to us as well. The last idea of the Mishnah, which the Mishnah is telling us here, is is that if a person exerts himself for the community, they should do it for the sake of heaven. Because, because the, the merit of the community's forefathers aids them and their righteousness and their righteousness will endure forever. And, meaning Hashem is speaking, God speaking, I will bestow great reward upon you as you have accomplished it on your own. That many times when we are you know, in, a, in a situation where we're, we want to help the community, we should try to have the right reasons. You know, we shouldn't think to do it for our honor. We should genuinely want to help people. We should genuinely want to, to help the, the congregation. And, you know, many times when you do, it's, the term in Hebrew, it's referred to as klal work. When you work for the klal, for the, for the general community, you know, there's, it's, it's a lot of, the word in Hebrew is agmas nefesh. There's a lot of like, you know, uh, it's a lot of, uh, it's a headache, you know, more saying in, 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 in plain terms. Sometimes when you do things for the community, there's a lot of aggravation involved. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of headache involved. And you can question yourself and myself included when I do things. Um, and especially when I do things that I didn't have to do, I question myself. Did I really want this aggravation on myself? Do I really want this headache? You know, you're trying to do something good. You're trying to accomplish. You're trying to help people. And all you get are complaints and headaches and aggravation. And I myself sometimes, you know, thinking to myself, do I really want to do this? Why am I doing this? This is just, you know, heartache. And um, many times for myself, thinking of a specific incident, I, I, I thought to myself, I said, this is what Hashem wants me to do. This is what God wants me to do. I'm going to be very happy afterwards after I see this through and I'm going to do it. And that's my reason. It doesn't make a difference if this person is giving me aggravation and doesn't make a difference if this person is giving me tsaris, is bothering me. I'm doing what Hashem wants. I know I'm doing what God wants to help his children and he's going to help me see this through. And that's my, my outlook. And recently when I ran a certain event, I, I had this in mind and my wife was obviously on, on the other end. She was supporting me. And, um, and I thought to myself, like, after I complete this and I help see it through, I'm going to forget about all the different sorrows and all the different headaches that I had. I'm going to just feel so happy that I did the right thing. And I help people and I help people get closer to Hashem. I help people get closer to God. 
and, um, you know, made them feel good about their Judaism. And that's what happened. I, I pushed through, thank God, and I was able to, um, you know, Baruch Hashem, have success with the, the different event I, I ran. And it all went away. And um, unfortunately, many times people get involved in community work. You know, they start off with good intentions, but unfortunately, it, it sometimes ends with, you know, bad results. People sometimes let, you know, it's very easy. I'm not blaming people. I'm not, I'm not I'm, you know, it's very easy for people's feelings and emotions to get in the way. Um, it's very easy for ego to get in the way. Um, it's very easy for sensitivity to be to be hurt, to 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 not want to do it, to stay out of it. But the point is, is that a person has to know that you shouldn't let that deter you. You shouldn't let, you know, uh, a, a potential aggravation. You shouldn't let ego. We shouldn't let anything, um, our personal preferences get in the way to do the right thing and to do what Hashem wants for the community. And obviously we need to have direction and people we turn to for direction if needed. And we have to respect the people that need to be respected. You can't go up against people. You have to be very careful. But the point is, end of the day, you have to remember that do things, when you do things for the community, do it for the right reason. And God willing, you'll have success. And this is this Mishnah, because the Mishnah is telling us when you push away your own ego and your own sensitivities and your own you know, feelings about certain things and you're trying to do the right thing because that's what Hashem wants and you have good intentions. So God is, himself is going to help you see it through. Number one is you'll get the merit of our forefathers, the schusavos, which is always a very powerful factor um, when it comes to success. And, and God says himself, he says, I'm going to bestow upon you great reward. You know, don't worry about the success also because that's in Hashem's hands. But if you try to do the good things and you try to do the right things, despite all the hardship, you're going to get rewarded. And God willing, you will have success as well. So it's encouragement. My, my message to you is that if you see opportunity for yourself to get involved, to, to, to be part of something good, and you're maybe a little apprehensive about doing it, I'm telling you today, go for it, to be part of it. Because whenever you help Hashem's children, whenever you help God's children, he's going to help you back. And God willing, you will have success in your endeavors. And just push away that feeling because God willing, when you see the, the action or the, the, the event or the, the mission through, all the feelings of frustration and, and um, you know heartache are all gone. You just feel pure happiness. And that's my message. That's the message here, not my message, the mission's message. And just, you know, I'm living as somebody who's experienced this a little bit, giving that over. So my message to you is to take the message of the Mishnah and to go for it, to get involved, to not be afraid of, 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 of you know, working for the community, having that and have the right intentions to do the right thing. And God willing, you will see success in all your endeavors. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's Mishnah. Hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out to say hello, please feel free to email me at rabbishlomakom with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.